Hello and welcome or welcome back to Small Talk. I'm your host, Christy, and as per usual, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Naomi. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, good night. I don't know. Whatever time it is. What time is it? Yeah. (laughs) Wherever you are. it is. (laughs) Yeah. We hope you're having a wonderful day and I'm sure that listening to our voices is going to make it so much better. Oh, 100%. 100%. And if it's making it worse, then uh, let us know and we should try and do something about that. <laughs> Don't tell your therapist that it's us, though. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> we, we're not taking the blame for that. Okay, no, so not, this week... Send us- <laughs> the bill. <laughs> this week, we are talking about documentaries. So our question from... The wonderful random question generator is actually from a website called Conversations Starters World or something, which personally yeah. it's something I've never googled. <laughs> I'm pretty good at starting off a conversation, but there you go. If but anyone's struggling to start off a conversation, I'll have their link in the bio and I'll give you some tips. <laughs> um, yeah, so the question this week is Do you like documentaries? Why slash why not? Quite a simple question, but quite a big question, really yeah a large question there are so many different types of documentaries mm, as right? well yeah it's a big it's a big genre do you want to kick it off i mean make... i love a documentary absolutely love a documentary yeah. like there was one point where we had like all the documentary channels from like mm-hmm. from sky on our tv and then my dad took them off because he wanted to keep the sports channels and honestly oh, i'm pretty <laughs> sure i cried for about three days <laughs> i was so upset very fair yeah but no I love a documentary especially nature documentaries Mm. honestly I've said this for like a number of years but when David Amber dies I think I'm gonna cry I'm gonna have to take I don't know if he's on Instagram now but when he dies I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna take a period of mourning from work because it's gonna be too much to handle like the love that I hold for this man yeah I don't think anybody understands (laughs) Like, no, he, so he just got Instagram. I'm gonna follow him now. Put yeah, no, I was about to be like, pause. What are you doing? Come back. <laughs> he's got um. He has a new um documentary coming out, and oh, they obviously because it's being advertised kind of differently than they would have done in the past. He um he has an Instagram account. I don't think he runs it himself, but like the videos and stuff are of him. And because yeah. he wants to reach the younger generation through Instagram, and uh, yeah, as he should. Great. And uh, yes. then he's got a program. He's in a little bit with um, Prince William. They have a oh, okay. Prince William's okay. trying to do like more sustainable, eco-friendly stuff. I don't know. I'm not a big royal fan myself. No, but, don't really, yeah. don't really care for Will's, but I might, um, I might watch it for David. <laughs> I might I'll watch it for Dave. Will's, <laughs> Will's, he can. I'll take. I can yeah. take or leave him. But for David, exactly. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, it looks, it looks cool. But yeah, I agree. I do, I do love a documentary. But the one thing I do think about documentaries is um, they're kind of mis, misconceived or um, misrepresented a lot as fact. And a documentary is never fully fact. Like even, the, even. Um, really? Oh, I didn't know this. Well, obviously it is to a certain extent. But like, what is a fact and whose truth is the truth? Kind of, if you want to go really deep. Yeah. This was a discussion we had, obviously, when I um, studied English and film, so film theory, this was like quite a big discussion, um, because there's always a bias, and it's being told you can never fully be um, just watching something, 
in a documentary. Yeah. Like if you're the narrator or the cameraman, even the angles you choose, or the way you narrate. Yeah, things. that's true. Nature programs, actually, like I love a good nature show, but if you watched a nature program without the editing, without the music, without the narrator, it wouldn't. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess to a certain extent, it would be more boring. Yeah, I guess to a certain extent. Yeah, you have to remember that it is. Yeah, yeah, you have to remember that it's still entertainment, I guess. And and also, like, especially when they're making, like, these nature documentaries, they're literally filming these same animals, sometimes for periods of months, Mm -hmm. to get a very specific shot that they want to tell a specific narrative. To be honest, Mm -hmm. I've never really thought about it that deeply, but yeah, now you mention it. Yeah, like, like, my life is a lie. Because David Amber, great guy. He does know a lot about nature. He does know a lot of facts. He's been in the industry for a while. But a lot of people that do them, that are narrators, they don't know what they're saying. They're just yeah. reading a they're script. Just reading like, a script. I wouldn't say that David Amber is like that because he's been around for a while. And I know that, that over time he's learned more. But who wrote the script, you know? And who consulted yeah, no, on true. the script? Who didn't consult on the script? A lot of them are factual in a sense. But then also facts kind of change throughout time, don't they? Something that's that like true. at one point the world was flat and now it's not. So yeah, no, that's true. I do feel like if you watch like some of the OG, like if you watch all of David Attenborough documentaries over a period of time, you find that he does tend to cover some of the same things over and over again. But I think that's yeah. just because like the information has then been updated. Yeah, exactly. So he has like new things to say. But then but I, I also do, do I really love like the documentary. Yeah, I really like like true crime documentaries as well. Yeah. They kind of scare me a little bit, but I prefer to watch those than like a horror movie. I do, lo- I do love to watch one, and I love a good a biopic. And biopic is my favorite kind of film. Oh yeah. But I do biopics, think like yeah. the like the word "based" is really important in those, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's based mm-hmm. on a true story. Because really, if somebody was to write a biopic about my life, they definitely have to jazz it up a little. Like, <laughs> no one's gonna watch that. Same. You know, like you, they have to change the narrative. They're not talking. They're not taking you through every single day of that person's life until they died because that would have been entertaining. And like I nothing substantial would like, happen. They'd have to cut out this scene of me sitting in my room in a dressing gown recording a podcast <laughs> with you because that wouldn't be interesting to watch. So yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think it would be a good, a good scene. <laughs> I'd watch that. I mean. They might have to. They might have to give me like a little bit of a jazzier dressing gown, maybe, and a more yeah, maybe. But fair. you know, as it as it stands right now, not that interesting. Although I do feel yeah. like there are certain people that I've met in my life where I'm like, this isn't necessarily a good thing. But like, I've come across people where I'm like, they really should make a documentary about you because the way your brain works is very questionable, and I feel like you're capable of some mm-hmm. of of some things. <laughs> maybe not yeah. necessarily good things but I would like to see a documentary about you just to find out why you're like this yeah or people that just like kind of jazz up their life while they're talking you know people that tell stories so often that you don't really believe if they're really not yes everyone has enhanced a story at least once in their life I do not doubt that I will wholeheartedly admit that I've definitely done that in my life yeah not on a regular basis exactly like you definitely take things from tv and say they happened and i'm like what's that on standard yeah exactly like if i if like every single time i speak to you you're telling me your parents are from a different country mm. i'm gonna need someone to fact check that fact check that for me because somewhere along the the lines is some some mistruths 
Yeah, I just think it's funny when people do that. It's like they're trying to make their life seem like a film. And I'm like, yeah. if I wanted to go to a cinema, I'd go to a cinema right now. I'm exactly. talking to people. <laughs> exactly. having a conversation here. But no, I do think, <laughs> I do love a good documentary, but I do think that the, I don't think the bias is such a big thing in nature documentaries. Maybe people that study science would disagree with me, but I don't find that mm-hmm. a big issue. But I do think when it comes to um, people-centered documentaries that it can become yeah. a lot more problematic yeah 100 a lot more interesting sometimes i guess because sometimes it's problematic but sometimes it's also interesting because it can flip your viewpoint or make you consider something you haven't considered and you're like Mm -hmm. oh shit i didn't see that or like things where they're just like really um what's the term they're like really um hypocritical or ironic (laughs) yeah like um i haven't even watched this film so people don't come for me but the social dilemma on netflix right Mm -hmm. um it's I'm from what I'm aware it's like many other films in the past about social media and I feel like it's not new news but um some people like it I don't know I haven't seen it but um I do think the other funny thing is that it's on Netflix which is one of the world's biggest streaming sites that takes a lot of data from your lives and um yes it's part of the dilemma and Netflix is also like online so a massive it's also like a massive private company Therefore, yeah. you know that they're definitely going to have their biases as to, as opposed as it pertains to like who's paying them the most. Yeah, Whereas exactly. Whereas if it was like a BBC documentary or something like that, they're going to have a little bit less bias. Like Tory views. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean they're still going to have a bias, but like not to the same extent that Netflix would. They're going to be you know all I, mean? I do think that the documentaries sometimes have less bias than the news. Isn't that interesting? you know the documentaries that i do like the ones who are like the ones that like years after something have hap- has happened like debunk mm. everything so yeah. the ones that are like this documentary is debunking the documentary that they made 20 years ago because that one was just so full of like false information and this is what really happened and like this is all the like fake news stories that were written and all the false information like those ones are good those ones yeah are good. that's true I do like ones that kind of um, flip the media on their head as well, that kind of, um, mm-hmm. the pers- or ones that interview people that um, they're critiquing. That's interesting too when that happens. Yeah. Yes. Then it's like, like the oh, this Kelly is nice yeah, yeah, this is nice because we're seeing another perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, but guess the, the storyteller of the documentary, there is still a bias happening within the storytelling. Whether mm-hmm. there's a narrator or not, just the way things are edited and who speaks more and what's cut out and what's not, still gives yes, a bias. But I do think it still gives a more well-rounded picture of a storyline, right? Than if you were yeah. to just have one side view. I do think that's interesting in true crime as well, though. When you kind of mm-hmm. delve into, obviously, you... Um, represent the victims families and things like that but mm-hmm. sometimes you like represent the family of the of the um like the perpetrator right is that what it's called yes and then yes. also you maybe even represent the perpetrator and that's interesting yeah that's like, all, good. all these I do, it's yeah, also I like i do find the victim and the perpetrator family thing quite interesting because neither yeah. of them have done anything wrong right like it's you yes. can't blame a family for you know, in certain situations yes but as a general statement, you cannot you blame a parent for their child committing a murder unless, of course, they were abusive, blah, blah, or all these other potential factors. Mm-hmm. But in general, you can't really blame that on the parents. So the parents have been just as 
obviously their kids aren't dead, but their kids in jail forever, or maybe their kids on death row. So yeah, but then sometimes it is interesting to see like the family's perspectives as to whether like mm. they support what their child has done, or you know, oh yeah, for sure, or, you know, those or if they're embarrassed, or like um, if they're surprised or not. I always find that yeah. interesting. Like, oh. mm-hmm. Or the ones that just want to like absolve themselves of any kind of responsibility, and mm. it's like, yes, okay, you didn't commit the crime, but you are still that par- that that parent. You still raised that person, therefore, to an extent, your influence is going to impact them in some way. Yeah, that is true. I do think they're super interesting. I definitely think documentaries are better than um, you can't get a documentary book, but you know what I mean. They're better than like a, <laughs> a biography, like a, yeah, fact, a documentary than like a than like a factual book because they have a way of spinning a storyline that makes it more interesting and more accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think that that can be more dangerous because it's easier sometimes, this is a generalizing statement again, but it's easier sometimes to recognize a bias written down than it is yeah. more subtle. Yes. If it is just the case of how things are edited, that is something you really don't know as a viewer unless you've been yeah, in the editing room. especially like the types of pictures that they use of each person like making like using pictures of one person always like yeah. looking really happy and smiley and then another person where they always look really angry and stuff mm-hmm. like those kind of things you don't really pick up on but they they really put that bias in you subliminally yeah it's super interesting but i do i do like the documentary i'm trying to think what my favorite i do really like a louis through documentary i have to say really? yeah but he is quite a biased guy (laughs) i mean i don't think he's overly biased but i think he definitely has an opinion on everything that he's filming yeah i also kind of like that he doesn't fully hide that Mm because at least he's honest about it he's honest about it yeah that's fair i mean sometimes i do think he kind of glorifies things and maybe talks about things that i'm like no about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I mean, if I hadn't made it clear in the beginning, David Attenborough is definitely my top guy. <laughs> I also like the, um, I don't know if he still does it, but there was an astronomy series that mm-hmm. was on BBC a few years ago that David Tennant was narrating. Oh, that I one, that's I really familiar. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how um, involved he was like in the actual process of mm-hmm. making it or if he literally was just the narrator the reading narrator. the script. I don't know, but I did really enjoy those. Those were really yeah, good. It was cool. And then what was it? No Fielding used to do all those sciencey ones. Mm-hmm. I find him really hard to listen to, so I can yeah. Them yeah, I think yeah, someone's voice is very is very like pinnacle to a documentary because if you can't if they don't have a nice voice, then you're just not gonna you're not gonna capture me and bring me in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's also because that's why I think like documentaries are interesting because they're kind of perceived more as fact, whereas at least reality TV says that it's reality, like reality TV is quite open about the fact that it's quite obviously scripted. Yeah, I think to be honest, like when reality TV first came about, they could to an extent make it believable that it was reality, but I think it's got so far and so out there now that everyone is so fully aware that this is not reality. It's just interesting that hasn't really happened with documentaries. I thought people would be more aware of that. um, that bias but maybe because they don't like because they don't say it very they don't they don't put like very obviously scripted dramatic completely unbelievable scenes in there yeah i think because they're more subtle about it right but arguably that's more dangerous 
this that true. becomes more subconscious. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're watching reality TV, what you're witnessing and what you're making opinion on is more of a conscious viewing because you're fully aware of what how ridiculous or how unridiculous you find it and how likely you are to implement that. Whereas if it's uh, subtle, it's more of a subconscious yeah. thing and you don't really realize. That's true. That's true, especially with like the animal ones where they very much like personify the animals yeah. in the narrating and they're like, oh, this one with this name is, is off to do this today. And it's like, were they really, or was that animal just yeah, minding that, its own um, business? What and was you just that, uh, it be entertaining. The one about, um, I didn't watch it all. I watched it like one episode, Don't Fuck With Cats, is that what it was called? The, I think that was the name of it. It was this one with this like, Don't Fuck With Cats, I think. It was like a, a serial killer style guy, and he like right. killed cats. It was horrible. Don't watch it ever. But oh. they showed these really grotesque, like these videos that he'd made and put online for people to view. And like, I there was a lot of things in it morally that I was like, well, why are you by making this documentary, you're not still like glorifying him to a certain extent? Perhaps yeah, that's true. Still showing him in a way that I don't think we need to learn about this person. Because I yeah. just thought so and the things that they showed that were so graphic, I was like, that wasn't necessary. Could have just told me what. I and I didn't watch more than like twenty minutes of it because I couldn't. I physically couldn't watch it. I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. I, I mean, watched, yeah, it I think was it's... one of those ironic ones where it was like, where why are you not portraying the um the stories of the victims? Instead? Yes, it's more important. Yeah. Isn't it? I was starting to feel that way towards the ending of like Tiger King. Because at the start, mm. it was actually about the tigers and the big cats. And then toward the end, it just started yeah, it turning all the into like... Characters. Yeah, it was like, look how horrible Joe Exotic is as a person. And then this, that, and the other. That's and then it such was a good like, example of a biased one as well, though. Because the documentary yeah. guy was actually involved in some of the drama. The guy that filmed it, so... Yeah, 100%. And it was like, you're like spending years filming this guy knowing that, you know, he's doing all these illegal, like, big cat trading and stuff. And you're just not doing anything about it. And then mm. you're allowing Joe to then go accuse Carol Baskin of murdering her husband. But instead of actually investigating that more to try and find evidence, you're still just focusing on how horrible a person Joe is. So then there's still this huge question around Carol as to whether she actually did it or not. And I feel like that's a very serious accusation to make about someone and then just kind of leave it there. Yeah, I agree. And also like the whole <laughs> scene where um, his um, partner killed himself. Yeah. I was kind of like what the fuck did I just watch like that was um, I know that and the was poor guy lot. the poor campaign manager I feel like he was one of the most innocent people in the whole thing like oh he, he was got involved for the campaign and was trying to make, do his job and then all of a sudden he sees someone killing themselves by accident or whatever or was an accident no one knows but and he's and then he's being interviewed on camera I was like yeah let the boy process his trauma honestly yeah, it felt honestly. really bad I felt like he had a he had a shitty time of it, but the rest of them knew what they were doing, really. So, and then oh, also 100%. the misgendering throughout the documentary that was pretty bad. Of um, misgendering of who? Oh, I can't remember their name, I can't remember their name, but there was like one of the, I keep getting character. There was a person in yeah. the entire thing who was transgender and they um called them by the wrong pronoun, yeah. yeah, throughout oh, the whole I just, documentary. See, I didn't even pick up on that. That's yeah. so horrible. Genuinely didn't even. Well, no one that. really picked up. I picked up on it through like what people were saying afterwards. To be yeah. honest, it wasn't really mentioned throughout. But I think people then discovered who the person was, and they were like, "Wait, have they not just like called this person the wrong pronoun the whole time?" And they had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow." 
That's so horrible. A lot of research to do. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this for a while, so um, please feel free to... to let us know in the comments on our Instagram at Fancy Blather um, what documentaries you like which ones you don't like if you're aware of a bias if you're not what your thoughts opinions feelings are and um, yeah and don't forget to check out our website www.fancyblather.com we recently had an incredible article go out by um, Marion Yotkins on um, Buy Erasure on your television screens which is um, a must read and uh Transcriptions will be coming soon as well because I'll finally have time to edit them all. And yeah, we're going to post a blog post of some description every week on the website, which is www.pantyblower.com. So don't forget to check it out. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.